everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising in the local area, and a great place for aspiring and existing small business owners who are just trying to learn more and get some more best practices about entrepreneurship. So on this podcast, we talk a lot about best practices and systems and processes for finding the right franchise opportunity. Truth be told, we never really had somebody on who's gone through the actual franchise brokerage and consulting process with me, because that's my day job, as many of you know, right? It's powered by Fran out of the heartland. So today, we have the luxury of speaking with somebody who has recently gone through the process with a franchise broker myself. Can I interrupt you? I have questions. I have Please so many questions do. already. So wait, you haven't, <laughs> and pardon me, I've listened to a couple here and there, but mm -hmm. I, clearly I'm showing that I haven't listened to all of them. Well, you've already failed the first quiz, Gabe all right, Ruiz, so, because you should have listened to all of them before you ever so, come uh, on I'm this. the first person that's gone through the whole, okay, so I'm blown away already, but I'm, I'm, in, and I'm you're, interrupting. You're the first person whose topic for the podcast has been, let's walk through the process that you experienced in searching for a franchise with a franchise broker. Okay. I've had a lot of people on who've gone through that process, but we don't necessarily emphasize that fact. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We really, truly want this to be more of a, a hands-off just learn information. We're not pushing in any one business or another, including my day job. Sure. So, fair question. Okay, cool. And now I'm going to expect that by the time this goes live in a couple of weeks, you will have listened to every single episode mm -hmm. of the Heartland Franchise. And will yeah. there be a quiz? Absolutely. All right, sweet. So There's a quiz in the middle is, of this. Does, do we have one? I have another question. Go ahead. Do we have a name for the guy in the box? Oh, the guy in the box. Like, like not his actual legal name, but like a name for the guy in the box. You're talking about Dylan, our producer? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Dylan, the producer. The producer, yeah. but he, there's not like some suave like... He's the only guy that you don't want to offend here. Well, of course not, because he's controlling all the audio. But I had to ask, because like back in my car business days, uh -huh. like the guy in the box, there were always names for the you know, the yep. finance guy. It was like, oh, he's in the box, <laughs> he's in the classroom. And so when I still saw that... He's the, quite literally in the bullpen. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. is, is there a, like a slick little... Sorry. There, there could be. Just you, you know always, me well enough where I'm going to go off the rails a lot. So. Always remember that <laughs> he records everything we say from the moment you walked in this studio. So be really polite to Dylan. Where was that in the fine print? <laughs> There's no fine print. <laughs> you've, re you've released everything, everything yeah. eternally forever to us. Uh-oh. So. <laughs> so how much do I have to pay him to delete everything we talked about earlier? Well, that's up to you. Okay. Let's talk about payments. <laughs> Let's talk about investments. See, I'm going to bring it back on yep. the rails. Gabe Ruiz, you are the new owner or the owner of the newest Fiber New in the local area. Fiber New, as you can see on his shirt there, spelled the Canadian way, F-I-B-R-E-N-E-W. So we're going to talk- Arguably the wrong way. Arguably the wrong yeah. way, but the right way for that t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, the guy in the box can change the spelling. Yeah, okay? cool. Sounds Canadian good. company, yes. so spelled the appropriate way in Canada, yeah. correct? Yes. Yeah. So you've owned a lot of businesses. You are certainly a serial entrepreneur, which is part of the reason I'm interested in having you here. This happens to be your latest business. Correct. Talk to me first about your journey through entrepreneurship, if you don't mind. Well, I have to start by saying thank you for inviting me. You're very um, welcome. As I shared with you offline. I think you're welcome. We'll, we'll see how the next 10 well, minutes if, of our lives go. I guess if it airs or not, <laughs> then I'll know, you know, that I made the cut. Um, so thank you again for inviting me. It's it's uh, was an honor when when you reached out. So it's exciting, and uh, 
So my first deal, I guess, started at eight years old. Wow. Yeah. So long story short, and I'll try to make them all short, but we lived in an area where it was um, a lot of second and third homes. Okay. People would come up for the summer, and I saw some neighbors throwing out some stuff that I thought was of value. What are they doing? Well, they're spring cleaning. So I had the genius idea of going around the neighborhood with my friends Uh to collect all the stuff that people were going to throw out. And while we were, and we, so essentially we went like, oh, you talk to them, you talk to them, whoever had the relationship would talk to whomever. And uh, we said, we're going to come back on say Tuesday, right? And we're going to collect all the stuff. Well, while we were waiting for Tuesday to happen, we made up flyers, passed them all around town, hung them up on, on uh, telephone poles, all that stuff. We we're going to have a big tag sale. So I put the kids in the neighborhood to work, collecting all the stuff. We put it all in my garage. My parents hated me because it was there for almost a week. <laughs> and then we had a huge tag sale Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever it was. And I, I don't remember the details because it was eight and I'm now 41. Uh, but then essentially what I did is I paid out the kids that helped and I kept the rest. There you go. And that's where it started. And that's where it began, your first began. entrepreneurial pursuit. Yeah. That is actually a very fascinating story. Yeah. The fact that you remember so many details about it. Well, truth be told, I don't. I didn't uh, until my sister reminded me when she visited me last year. Oh, She's like, okay. I remember when you were like eight years old. And then she gave me the, the cliff notes. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's right. I remember. And then I remember like some of the machinery, like the exercise equipment and that sort of stuff that we picked up. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it was you know suppressed, so to speak, kind of came back to me. So that was Interesting. fun. Yeah, that was my first. So over all these years, you just said 8 to 41. By the way, you look much older than 41. Thank you. I appreciate that. You yeah. say that to all the girls, don't yeah, you? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> so how many different businesses have you been involved in or started up over the years? Involved in a bunch. How many have I started? Uh, my first official LLC was at like 18, I think. NV Performance. N, the letter N, the letter V, okay. Performance. And that was selling car parts, performance car parts more specifically. Uh, this was before Fast and Furious was a thing. I just always loved cars and wanted to make them go faster and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So that was an online endeavor. I made exactly zero dollars, if I'm rounding up. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was fun. and I You, know, you learned, had a break-even business pursuit. Uh, maybe. I don't even know if I broke even. But it was something myself and a buddy went in on, and we thought we were going to make all this money. And this is beginning before the dot-com boom and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first real company. And then owned some cell phone stores, mm-hmm. uh, owned an e-commerce company when I was in California. Okay. My peak there, I did $4 million sales. Wow. Um, annually, that was fun. And then I came to Omaha. I think I'm missing something in the middle. I'm sure well, I am. Well, I'm sure there's other ones. Uh, the point is, you've done a lot of done stuff. A few, done a few things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then it begs the question, right? You've done all these things. You've been the entrepreneur that did the startup, right? The mm-hmm. scrappy startup, came up with your own idea, turned it into a business. Let's go back to when we first started working together. Sure. Why even look at franchising if you've got all this experience of doing your own thing? Well, that's exactly why I started the process. Okay. And uh, rewind, I had originally reached out because I thought I had all the answers. Okay. Do you remember when I reached out? Yeah. So I put words in your mouth, though. <laughs> but, so I said, I need this business, Blake, here, take my money. It was essentially what I was saying yeah. to you, right? I found a business that you, you had shared a, a podcast or something and it was for a remediation company. And I thought that right. would be a great compliment to my home remodeling company. Why? Because I get phone calls from people that something just happened in their home. And I want to be the guy that helps save them, right? I want to be the, the, the resource. Yeah. So I said, all right, this is going to be a great plug-in. And you said to me after we met and I told you all the reasons why this was the business for me. And it made sense because it would, would complement. I wouldn't have to sort of answer your question. I wouldn't have to start at zero. 
you know, because mm-hmm. I have the infrastructure and the foundation that you get when you stroke the check for the franchise. That's right. what you're, that's part of what you're getting. In addition to the support and all the other stuff, maybe I'm jumping ahead for some other no, questions. But um, I figured it's going to complement my business quite well. So why not? And then you said to me, said, Gabriel, we've known each other long enough now. I don't want to skip the process. Humor me. Is it okay? Can we, can we go through the process? And I'm pretty sure I laughed in your office and said, sure. You know, because, again, I know everything, right? I'm still 12 years old, not listening to my dad. Um, and we went through the process and quickly learned that, no, it, yes, in my head it checked boxes. Mm-hmm. But it actually, it checked more of the no boxes on what I wanted to accomplish out of life or and or accomplish with another business than check the right boxes. Gotcha. Yeah. So that had you starting to think about maybe there are other things. Yes, 100%. And that was during your process when we went through and trimmed it down from the, what do you have, 100-something in your arsenal? Yeah, a couple hundred, yeah. yeah. A couple hundred to, I think it was five or three. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then. Yeah. Vibranew made, made sense. Which is the perfect opportunity to say, tell me what Fibernew does. What are you doing with this business? So Fibernew has been around for 37 years. Mm-hmm. They're, in, they're actually international. They're based yeah. out of Canada, as you alluded to before. But they have uh, franchise owners in multiple countries, including Chile, U.S., all, of, all throughout the U.S. Uh, Lincoln was one of the first. She's owned that franchise for over 20 years. Yeah, that's right. Um, Omaha North purchased a month before I did. But what do we do? So we are the experts in plastic, leather, and vinyl repair slash restoration. So that could be the chair over there. That could be mm-hmm. the seat in your car. That could be grandpa's old couch that you inherited from him, right? Um, that could be vinyl siding on a house. Mm-hmm. It could be plastic that's, I hate using the term literally because it's so overly used, but a plastic piece, like a trim piece in a car, snapped in half. We can affix that back together and make it look not new, but from, like, say here, yeah. maybe a couple inches, you wouldn't be able to tell that that was broken. And sometimes we can make it look like new. We're not supposed to say that, right? You want to yeah. Uh, yeah. under-promise, expectations. Yeah, under-promise mm-hmm. over-deliver. Um, but we can restore quite a few things. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, you go to the website, fibernew.com, spelled the right way, F-I-B-R-E-N-E-W, and they have some great examples. Pictures, picture is literally worth a thousand words. Oh, yeah. And during that process, after, during the discovery and you speak to the people, so after we've, we've, we narrow down our list, right, you do that next phase of, hey, talk to the, the people that are selling it, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah. My guy was Bob. And Bob would say that all the time during all the calls we'd have. Gabriel, remember, once you're out there, don't sell it. Don't talk about it. Just whip out your phone and show them the pictures. Because a picture, and it's, 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 it's true. I mean, yeah. and I have to remember my, I remind my counterpart from time to time, to show the pictures. Yeah. And people are, what the, you can do that? <laughs> so I said the same thing. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And that's, frankly, when we went up to Canada for training, uh, I thought to myself, this is BS. There's no way we can fix vinyl siding. It's cracked and it's missing pieces. What do you, how are we going to fix that? And we can fix it. It's amazing. Wow. Proprietary product, right? Proprietary products, yes. Yeah. And not just the products, but the procedures and so forth. So we talked about, you know, you thought you were going to get into a remediation business mm-hmm. and it wasn't checking off boxes. What boxes did this check off? As, you, as we went through the process together, you were narrowing and ultimately narrowed it to this one. What was it that made this stand out? 
That's a great question. So there were several different things. And sometimes, I guess all of us as human beings, we can be hyper-focused on details or, or, or a fixated on one fraction of the business or whatever. And for this one, it was the fact that it had a huge automotive component. At least I thought, frankly, when I first looked at it, I thought that's all there was. Okay. I have a love for cars, accidentally started a car club in 2020. That's, that could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> uh, so I thought, well, that's great. It'd be a great plug-in for that. Um, plus, I'd still be able to do things with cars. And again, I love cars. And then as I dove deeper, I realized, whoa, the opportunities, because it's plastic, leather, and vinyl. Uh-huh. In this room alone, we have, it's all over, right? Yeah. And that's just this one yeah. room. True. And then you look at your house. It's all over. You look at what got you to your house, your car, your motorcycle. Uh, if you live on a private island, your boat, I mean, it's it's everywhere, right? Yeah. Or your private plane, right? Whatever that may be. It's, which it's, one? I, just, I don't know. You have to share more secrets if you're asking <laughs> me which one. Um, so, yeah, it's just a lot of applications. A lot of applications. So, at the end of the day, if the business fails, that's me. It's not the model. Gotcha. Opportunity. So to answer your question, yeah. sorry I gave you a very long-winded answer. It was the answer I was hoping uh, you would give. There are a lot of opportunities within this one business model. Yeah. So if something changes tomorrow in one of those markets, mm-hmm. not a big deal. And you have other ventures. Did you feel like it was, I mean, you must have felt like in some ways it was aligned with other things you were doing or wasn't going to be a detriment to other things you're already doing, other businesses you're involved Oh, 100%. So, again, car club, right? So that ties into the car club because we, yeah, we can repair stuff on cars, seats, dashboards, trim, blah, blah, blah. On the remodeling side of things, we help a lot of clients with siding issues. Right. In this market, we... Because you own primetime general contracting. Yes, yes. Um, and in this market, we have hail, right? Yes, just a little <laughs> just bit. Just a little bit. And with that... On the primetime general contracting side of things, we'll replace siding. Well, vinyl siding, more specifically, is usually discontinued every seven years or so. So if I can't find it, I'd have to replace the whole house. Well, now I have the ability to repair sections. So if I can't do it on the primetime side of things, I can do it on the fiber new side of things, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So it complements it. Plus, I can really look out for the best interests of my client instead of just, oh, we have to replace all of the... They don't make this vinyl siding anymore. We have to rewrap the whole house. Right. That's expensive. It's also a lot of waste. So there's a little bit of... And a lot of people won't realize this, but there's a little bit of tree hugger in me. Yeah. So when I see the eco uh, facets of this business, I was also drawn to that. I was like, okay, so I can... Kind of a bonus, huh? Yeah, I can do... Good for the environment. Yeah. Do good for the environment. You know what I mean? Well, I imagine you did in the general contracting business, you probably see a lot of waste that you, oh yeah, you wish you could avoid. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So we repair instead of replace. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it fairly resilient to economic changes. Correct. Correct. You have both residential and commercial customers. For fiber new. Yes. Yes. For fiber new. Yes. 100%. And even with that said, when I did my due diligence, and that was also part of the process, you you advise, and the the, the uh, Bob, my my guy at Fibernew, mm-hmm. said, you know, these are the people you can call. And I said, well, give me the people I shouldn't call. You know, you can just go on the website and see all the owners, right? Yeah. So I'm calling different guys and gals throughout the states, and I'm asking a lot of questions. In fact, a lot of them said, you know, have you? Do you own a business now? Yeah, why? Because you're asking me questions that no one ever else answered. Oh, asks. yeah. So, of course, I want to know not just my, the day in the life, but I want to know behind the scenes. I want to know all the stuff. How is it working with corporate? How is, how is the fee structure? What, what, 
what did you make? What's your worst months? What's your best month? So on and so forth. So during those calls, one thing that I I discovered or I uncovered was that it doesn't really matter what the economy is doing. It doesn't matter who's in office. It doesn't matter, you know, all of the things mm-hmm. about life that ebbs and flows. Being that it's a replacement versus repair, I'm sorry, re- re- repair versus, versus replacement, replacement business, yeah. it's sustainable during good times. Mm-hmm. It's sustainable during bad times. Yeah. It was sustainable during COVID for supply chain issues. Well, at that point, you're, you're almost forced to keep what you have or wait six, eight, yeah, 10, that's a 12 really good months, point, right? right? You don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. One, a couple of the owners I had asked, um, how'd you do during 08 and 09? And based on the numbers that they gave me, I said, well, that's, that's still pretty good for today. Mm-hmm. That was really good you know, 12, sorry, 13 years ago. Yeah. And it was even better considering we were in a recession. Right. So I really uncovered or discovered at that point that it's pretty sustainable. I love that question, by the way. I mean, it's not, can't, it's not relevant to every business or every business owner, but how did you do in the last recession, right? Mm-hmm. Or the last really deep one. You talked a bit there about um, a step in your timeline, talking to the franchise owners, the validation step, as we like to call it. Can you back up a little bit and talk about the overall timeline? Do you recall um, what the timeline was from when we started talking through to when you made the decision, this is what I want to do? I think we started talking in January or February, and that was when I told you I knew everything. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Was that, is Turns that, out you were right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know everything. Um, but, again, that was part of the reason why I wanted to look at a franchise because I know I don't, right? Sure. So to answer your question, uh, I believe that was about six months from – or, no, it was less than six months from first date, our first date, so yeah. to speak, yeah. to marriage. Yeah. Sounds about right. Less than six months because I, I bought in June. And you never did give me flowers. I didn't. Still bought. You haven't bought me dinner either, so, oh, I mean – well, yeah, that's coming. All right. So <laughs> – so yeah, and I would say that's a pretty typical timeline for what people should expect to experience if they're working through a process like this with a franchise broker consultant. Um, you know, maybe it's starting, getting going, you're trying to figure out, am, am I sure this is what I want to do? But then when you get into the heat of the research, you get a couple of good months of serious research, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you did warn me that. You said, it's, this is going to be like having a part-time job. You said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. true. You said, you have a lot going on. Are you sure you have the time? And I said, well, I'll make the time because it's important. If I want to accomplish the goals that I want to accomplish, and part of that was diversifying my income, well, then I have to make it a priority. Love that line, by the way. Tell me a little bit about your experience. So since you made the decision, you and your wife signed the franchise agreement, what's your experience been? I mean, that was about two months ago, Mm -hmm. right? You actually signed the franchise agreement. What's your experience look like since then? Been slightly busy? It's been fairly busy. We had to, myself and my counterpart, Scott, went to Canada for training. And that's really when the fun started. Mm-hmm. And I mean fun because it's it's a hands-on business, oh, right? sure, yeah. And frankly, the two of us don't mind getting our hands dirty. He gives me a bunch of crap. I give him a bunch of crap. But <laughs> specifically, he gives me crap about I'm the prettier one. I mean, I know I'm the prettier one, but wow. he, he means more. I don't know that I want to look at that, dude. <laughs> You're the pretty one. I, I, listen, I didn't say the bar was really high. I'm just saying. It's a pretty er. So, pretty er, exactly. <laughs> and, and stress that on the, you can emphasize in the box okay. there. But um, but the joke is that he'll he'll get dirtier than I do when we're working on other things, right? 
What's your experience been? Thank you. Since you signed the franchise agreement, it's been very good, and it's been it's been busy. So we signed the agreement, went to Canada for two weeks of training, mm-hmm. uh, learned a whole bunch, long days, but learned a whole bunch. Yeah. And frankly, we're still learning, and that's part of the 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 system. Have a lot of support on the back end. Have a lot of people we can reach out to, other owners as well as corporate in Canada. Had to get the truck wrapped and then out there and start making friends. Yeah. And in addition to making friends actually complete jobs. So it's been fun. It's been exciting. We actually worked on a, a couple pieces earlier today, which was exciting. Yeah. Some beautiful leather couches, uh, chairs, and an ottoman more specifically. They don't make things like they used to. So seeing the old, <laughs> beautiful, stout stuff that we can then bring back to life, yeah, it's pretty rewarding. Which you can't just replace, right? So I hadn't even thought about that. One of the components of your services, there are certain things that are irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of how can we get this back Close to the condition it was in back in the day. Yeah, renew it. Yeah, renew it. Yeah. Exactly. Fiber, renew it. So, oh, by the way, because I don't want to do this just at the end, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, a few different ways. They can call us. They can email us. They can Facebook, Instagram. We're on the social medias. The easiest thing to do, honestly, is the website. Okay. Uh, and the reason for that I'll get into in a second, but it's fibernew.com yeah. forward slash Omaha South. Gotcha. Now, if Omaha they're not, South. yeah, if they're not in our territory, when they put in the zip code, it's actually going to find the local franchise owner that can help them. So even if that's not me, great. Yeah. At least the, our client, mutual client, can be yeah. served, right? So it's it's all for the greater good of what we're doing, what we're trying to do. Um, question you didn't ask, and maybe you would. It. What have I learned so far? Yeah, I've learned a lot. So someone that thinks. I've had it all figured out, you know. You had it all figured out at but, eight. But, yeah, not at all. I'm still <laughs> learning things. And sometimes I have to remind myself, I, Gabriel, you don't know everything. There's al- There are always things to learn. If you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? I want to learn from other people. Uh, part of the deal when you buy the franchise, or at least this particular one, are the back-end systems, right? Mm-hmm. So I quickly learned for my business, Primetime General Contracting, there's some things I wasn't doing I should say they weren't right, but they weren't efficient. So then that's wrong because now I'm spending more time when I can automate some stuff, right? Data entry or whatever it may be. So I quickly, after FiberNew started up and running, yeah, I see some systems that they have in place, some automation. And it's not anything that's customer-facing. So it's not like my clients are going to lose out on the, the human touch. If anything, it can right. actually enhance it because I'm not sitting behind a computer oh, doing all yeah. the boring stuff. I have some automation in place with Fibernew, so I quickly then implemented something for my contracting business, and that saves me a lot of time. So I can do more of this. Yeah. I can do more giving back within the community. Be on this podcast every week, Dave. I, I don't think th- you'd lose subscribers. I'd almost guarantee that. But um, <laughs> We might gain some new ones. Could be. Could be. I, think, I still think it would be <clears throat> you'd lose some. But um, the automation piece I thought was awesome because, again, I can do more of this. I can do more... Um, stuff within the community, nonprofit, so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, kudos to you for having the open-mindedness to say these things can be applied to anything I'm involved in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'm sure you guys have some on the back end of your world too. Oh, of course. Yeah. Absolutely we do. Like, hello, <laughs> I should have done this a long time ago, but. Oh, yeah. If you're not learning every day, mm-hmm. right? So, time to give up. So, the, in the big picture, what has surprised you? So since that, a couple of months ago, we said, is when you signed on the dotted line and you've gone through training, 
What's been surprising to you in your experience since you really started doing the business? Hmm. Um, what's been surprising to me? I think the biggest shocker, I would say the biggest surprise for me is I've envisioned this business being a lot of B to C. Yeah. And business there's to consumer. Yeah, business to consumer where there's a lot of business to business within more specifically automotive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne, I know, does a lot of work in her market. She's the, the gal that owns Lincoln. In the furniture market, she works with moving companies and uh, uh, furniture um, showrooms, that sort of jazz, right? Um, we found a pretty good niche within the automotive space for sure. Not that we don't work with moving companies. We do, but sure. for the whoopsies. Oops. Yep. Someone dropped yep. something. It scratched. It shifted in the truck, whatever it may be. Uh, so that was surprising. And it's also exciting because then we get to see behind the scenes in the body shops and the car dealerships and that sort of thing. Car dealerships, I thought were going to be a thing. I didn't think body shops would be. Or do you mean you wanted them to be a thing? So oh, I love it. In the car yeah, dealerships. I can see it. Yeah. And your wife was very happy when she found out you weren't in car, car dealerships every single day. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> it's going to cost me more money because then I'm going to take pictures and then I'm going to send her and then there'll be a new car at the house. <laughs> Unfortunately, my wife is. Ways, huh? Yeah, my wife's a car person just as much as I am. <laughs> well, now you got something to repair that stuff, right? So yeah. it always looks like new. Like new. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give if somebody's looking to begin working with a franchise broker and consultant? And I'll be totally honest here. I'm not the only one around. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. You got to work Wait, with somebody that. You're not the only one? Well, I'm the only one that matters. Okay, that's what I was going to think. I mean, everyone knows Blake. He's the match.com for here. serial entrepreneurs. People listen to this in India. I don't really do a whole lot of work in India. So. Well, but they should. Well, okay. So can we rewind here? <laughs> everyone needs to talk to a Blake, if not, if not Blake, right? And I'm a firm believer in that because I feel like, and I've said this to you a zillion times, the system is broken. By the system, I mean life. We're taught at a young age, go to school, get a good education, go to get more school, get a better education, and go get a job, work for the man, work hard. For what? There's a better way. There's a different way. You can work for yourself independently, accomplish the goals that really matter to you. I mean, if you want to work I mean, if you want to live to work, live to work, but you can do that for yourself. Maybe work less, maybe work more, whatever you want for yourself, accomplish the goals, spend more time with your family, whether it's your kids, your aunts, your uncles, your whatever, mom and dad, have some freedom. I mean, it's crazy. The system is broken. So I I commend you for what you're doing. I'm not super religious, but it's like you're doing the Lord's work. Wow. (laughs) I, I, I don't know how else to wrap up an episode. That was uh, obviously something that you've thought a lot about, the, the system being broken. And I can see that every day you're trying to help other people find entrepreneurship, even if that's not your day-to-day business like it is mine. So thank you for doing that. So many people that you're encouraging to go out there and try their own thing, to have confidence in their own skills and abilities. And that's what it takes is, is I think, in this world to accomplish anything, you need two things. Very simple. People overcomplicate it every New Year's and so on and so forth. Health and willingness. If you're healthy and you just get off the couch, you can accomplish anything, whether that's weight loss, making more money, whatever the goal is, health and willingness. And maybe well a Blake. <laughs> and a Blake. We can, add, we can add a third in there. Well said. And if something's broken, 
you go to fiber new, right? <laughs> I can try. Made like new. So, again, it's Gabe Ruiz with uh, Fiber New here in the Omaha market, but Fiber New is national, international, as you were mentioning before. So, fibernew.com is the best place to go to find out how to utilize your services, right? Because of automation. Because of automation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. Just ask the guy in the box. Yeah. Gabe. Thanks again for being here today. Thank you so much for it the invite. It was great having you on. I had no idea how much we were going to get to harass each other. Had I known that, I would have had you here a lot sooner. Sounds good. <laughs> and thanks to all of you for joining us for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Don't keep Fibernew a secret. If you need something repaired, go out there and find them, fibernew.com. And don't keep us a secret at the Heartland Franchise Guy. Subscribe, follow, and share. We're on all the major podcast platforms and certainly on YouTube. If you have any questions at all or need information about Fiber New, scan the QR code on your screen. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. A Huda Media Production.